Welcome to the Daily Objective. It is uh, day 23 of the war in Israel. Uh, I'm joined by James Valiant to talk about a topic that we've talked about a few times, uh, you know, these past few weeks, and I'm guessing we'll talk about again. It's very important. It's, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what the exact percentage is, Daniel. I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but something like 99% of our regular audience or more than that is outside of Israel. Uh, and I think most of our regulars recognize that this is a, a war that is relevant to all of us, not because, not just because, you know, we see good versus evil and we know uh, which side to take, but also because it is, uh, uh, it is here, it is in our homes, uh, you know, it is, uh, it is where I am, it is where you are, James, uh, it is something that we should pay close attention to. Um, just some quick news updates before we get to the topic. So um, 20 rockets were fired from Lebanon to Israel today. Israel is, of course, uh, still uh, responding to each incident uh, as an isolated incident. You know, they shoot at us, we shoot at them, and uh, and then we go on with our lives. Um uh, the same as with the U.S., there was another incident, uh, I think it was yesterday, where the U.S. was uh, U.S. bases were attacked uh, in the Middle East. And of course, all of this is done by Iranian forces. If it's not the official Iranian forces, it's the unofficial Iranian forces who would not exist without the backing of Iran. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, you know, very relevant to our, our topic. Well, our topic is the enemy within, but the enemy, uh, the outside enemy is uh, first and foremost, Iran. And um, we have to yeah. ask ourselves what was what is responsible for the uh, weak response by Israel to Hezbollah or America to further attacks on their bases? What why is it that uh, we're being undermined in our response? The good guys are being undermined in their response here. <clears throat> that has to be the question on the table absolute appeasement to overt aggressive attacks. Israel has every right to go out and systematically take down Hezbollah in Lebanon now. They they should have preempted, as we've been saying, they should have done this preemptively much earlier. But surely everyone can see at this point that Hezbollah as such is at war with Israel right now because of what was they're making good on their threats. Iran is making good on their threats. Uh, about this and more attacks will happen and Israel and America are not sufficiently responding to these direct assaults by Iranian-backed forces. Why? Morality, ladies and gentlemen, the power of philosophy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by the way, when we talk about, you know, how uh, how this uh, affects all of us, this is, of course, why, uh, uh, you know, we are uh, not doing anything else on the channel at the moment other than covering uh, this war, I, if, you know, I, I'm sure people, as I do, miss uh, some of our other content. Uh, but I think this is uh, crucially important, and we'll we'll continue to try to uh, cover it in ways that are, um, you know, different and uh, and um, you know, exciting enough and interesting enough for people to uh, come back. We, I, I think, tomorrow's episode is a very good example of that. I'll tell you more about it at the end of this episode. So that's a that's a reason uh, to stick around. Uh, but yeah, yesterday, so uh, not yet. Yeah, oh yeah, it was yesterday. Yesterday were uh, the big protests. Um, London saw uh, what I've heard being called the biggest uh, protest on this uh, on this topic. 
during the current war. Um, you know, one of the things I like, uh, you know, within its context about how Israeli media reports this is that now Israeli media is no longer uh, selling the kind of uh, left-wing, uh, delusionally pro-peace uh, crap that they usually do. And uh, when they cover these protests, they, they actually call it a pro-Hamas rally because that is what it is. They can carry PLO flags, who we know, uh, which we know are now considered the flags of Palestine. You know, people can call it a pro-Palestine uh, rally, but it is, uh, you know, uh, there is a war. Israel is uh, on one side with its with its army. Uh, the Palestinians are on their side with Hamas as their army. So if you are uh, on the side of the Palestinians, you are on the side of Hamas. There are no two ways about it. People... Uh, for for good reason, see uh, see a reason to be dishonest about where they stand on this. But we're not here to let them get away with that. Uh, James, your initial thoughts on this before we go to some exclusive uh, footage that we have from yesterday's protest in London. Footage from the London protest. Yeah. Before we get to that, just, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, the distinguishing Hamas and Palestinian at this point is totally again to be sucked into the uh, the as if you see what they're doing is they're creating this there's this huge category of innocent palestinians don't you know that must be distinguished from hamas but as we pointed out again and again and again this is obviously supported by a majority of the population this is obviously uh coming from i mean the uh, uh, people of uh, gaza strip elected hamas their leaders uh, more than 15 years ago uh if they had wanted something different they could have uh, rebelled, protested. No, we didn't see any such activity, any such activity. The distinction that they're drawing is obviously one to fool us. It's being again sucked in, like the New York Times and the BBC are constantly sucked in by Hamas propaganda. This has been the norm now. Now, they've been a little chastened on that, I think, more recently. But still, these people, the New York Times and the BBC, be happy to be sucked in by the first thing out of Hamas's mouth and any kind of propaganda from that side. Yeah. Uh, Bonnie, thank you for the super chat. Bonnie says, uh, I try hard never to say Palestine. Yeah, that's a good policy, uh, you know, because uh, when, when people say when people say Palestine, when they talk about which side they're on, uh, again, we know which side they're they're talking about. But there, it is a um, I don't know if uh, it would be described as a package deal or not, but it's certainly not a valid uh, a valid term in the sense that it is. Uh, you know, it, it's it's being looked at as if there's there was some state. Israel took it over. Uh, Israel is occupying it. Of course, Israel is uh, you know not occupying certainly not occupying Gaza because it left Gaza in two thousand and five. Um, so yeah, and and uh, by accepting Palestine as who the other side other than Israel in this war is, uh, you are uh, you are giving in to the the propaganda that you know uh, is is orchestrated in order to make them look as make them look like the victims and not the aggressors here you have a unique perspective on the validity of concepts themselves and so much of the distortion in this stuff is happening at the conceptual level how we use concepts no there was no nation of palestine before this there wasn't a distinct ethnicity Palestinian. No 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 it came into existence as a counter as part of their hatred of israel 
It's an anti-Israel movement. It's the I hate Israel uh, club is what they are. And to give them the distinction of something like Palestinian is conceptual distortion. Uh, and as objectivists, we can be right there at the level of concepts where, the, where this stuff is being distorted. Thank you, Bonnie. Yeah. And by the way, the people who are talking about buffering, I know some people get it. Some people don't. I don't know. Uh, you know, we can look at it uh, into it. I'm not sure we can actually solve it. I uh, saw a little bit of it as well, because I'm watching here on my phone to read the super chat. Uh, but these, this issue of language. Um, yeah, we see it throughout uh, again, throughout the, the, the way the anti-Israel uh, people talk about this from the media uh to the protests, you know, some some are worse than others. Uh, and this is why, by the way, this coming Wednesday, we have another special episode of HBTV. That show is generally on hiatus at the moment until we can uh, raise the funds to bring it back. But it is, I think, an important issue. And we will have a, a special episode with Harry talking. The title of that episode is Lethal Language Against Israel. Uh, Daniel, if you can put the link to that in, in the description, if people can, you know, like it in advance and put a notification bell or whatever it is, it will help uh, with the algorithm. I think that's an episode that people should watch. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. So this is uh, this is something we see throughout um, throughout the uh, the way the anti-Israel crowd talks about this. And and I, I mentioned this. Uh, I think it was uh, in recent days how uh, it, it's it's not clear. Uh, how much of it is intentionally lying to whoever will listen to them and how much of this is people lying to themselves. There's uh, one area which we've talked about, which I think is very clearly people lying to themselves. Daniel, if you can uh, play the first clip of the exclusive footage we have, ARC UK only footage uh, from yesterday's uh, protest, pro-Hamas rally in uh, Gaza, in, in London. Yeah, I mean, that chant from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, we already know and we've discussed that is a that is a call for the elimination of the state of Israel. I mean, from the river to the sea is where all of Israel is. Uh, so, but it's it's interesting what chant that is the anti-semitic chant the jordan river to the mediterranean sea is israel that's the, that my friends is what we're talking about the what they're calling for is the destruction of israel if anyone is called either bandit talk about conceptual distortion they call what israel does in gaza genocide talk about an obscene use of words the genocide the people who are advocating genocide this is the chant of Jewish genocide that you're hearing right here. Uh, and LGBTQ plus for Palestine? That was just LGBT plus. They they left out the Q. Uh, no, oh, I think yeah. so, Daniel. You can correct oh My me. God, I, do these people have any idea what how they'd be treated in Gaza or Iran or something like that? It's insane to me. Absolutely. I, I guarantee you they do. Uh, that's the thing. That That is not... There's there's an extent to which you can lie to yourself, and there's an extent beyond which uh, I, I you know you can lie to yourself by pretending that you know you don't know what's going on. Here, I think this is a uh, this is 
such a, a stretch. You know, they have that nice slogan, no pride in apartheid, because, of course, Israel is called by uh, by the anti-Israel crowd in apartheid state. Um, but there's, I guarantee you, there's no pride in the gay pride sense uh, anywhere uh, in in any Hamas controlled uh, area, and 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 of course in the uh, you know the the supposedly not terrorist uh, side, which is the West Bank, which is controlled by Fatah, which of course is 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 a terrorist organization as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, you, you they don't have uh, pride parades during Pride Month. Uh, in the West Bank, either you'd be taking your life in your hands if you came with, you know, came out and were proud about being gay in those areas. My God, the blindness! My God, the dishonesty! And I think this is it. It's not only look at all the uh, the invalid concepts that we're using here that we've identified here just along the way, but talk about dishonesty, internal intellectual dishonesty that must exist in the minds of these people. There's, this is not honest, not in any uh, sense. I saw somebody on Twitter today say, um, uh, yeah, you know, we talk about uh, LGBTQIA uh, plus people being mistreated in Gaza, but it's not like, uh, you know, uh, everything is fine with the way uh, the community is treated in the West, uh, to which I replied a bit sarcastically. But, uh, but yeah, that's... Um, uh, you know, this is something I unfortunately I've seen not many. I think objectivists are are pretty uh, unanimous and and uh, on the right side of this issue. But I have seen some uh, say things. Well, well, Israel uh, isn't perfect. You know, and we've heard this about Ukraine as well. Uh, yeah, that is not the point. That is not the point when qualitative difference for all the flaws in the West, for all the flaws in Israel, for all the flaws in the United Kingdom, for all the flaws in America, there is a qualitative difference between liberty and rights, being having your individual rights respected in a civilized country, such as those that I've just mentioned there, and uh, places where rights do not exist. Here, I really do appreciate uh, some of the uh, recent statements by Dr. Binswanger. He's added some great philosophical clarification on rights issues, governmental legitimacy, property rights, issues like that. We need a, a good philosopher's insight like that. And he's brought a great deal of clarity here. But just consider, ladies and gentlemen, it's obscene. I would normally as a historian say, look, it's important to use those three magic words compared to what? But here it's not even, I, there's a qualitative difference between how you're treated in Israel and how you're treated uh, in the Gaza Strip, okay? Uh, that should be rather, oh, it's not self-evident, no, you know, strictly speaking in an epistemological sense, but it's, you know, a pretty low-level conceptual identification, folks. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, and you know, as uh, people uh, often give the example of, you know, where where would you rather live? Like, if you had, you know, if you if you could live pretty much anywhere in the world, there there would be a few options you might consider in terms of countries. There are ones you would completely rule out, and the reason you'd rule out is is their way of life. It is their culture. It is it is how uh, their their uh, the the philosophy and the culture manifest themselves in uh, in politics. And um, uh, yeah, you know, you would not choose to live. You would not choose to live in in Gaza not because it is under occupation and because of the blockade. Uh, you would you would not choose to live there because of whatever they can get away with when uh, you know when when uh, Israel isn't actually acting in, in its defense in any way. Absolutely correct. 
uh, depending on the job offer, I could imagine myself taking a job in the United Kingdom, uh, Israel. I could never imagine. You could offer me 10 million pounds a month, and there's no way I would live in a place like Iran. There's no place I would live under the control of Hamas or Hezbollah. There is no way that these uh, Iranian, Iranian proxies or Islamist groups could create a world uh, that with their mystic, collectivist, violent approach to things that I, and I'm not Jewish, I, you know, I don't come from a Jewish ethnic, ethnic background, but you couldn't pay me enough money to live under those people. Uh, no, sir. Um, you know, and we've got all these protests that have been breaking out in the last two days in Europe. Here in Rome, in Lisbon, the biggest one in London, like you pointed out. In America, we've had them take for the last 48 hours, but they're more diffused, although there are thousands and thousands at each of them. They tend to be in big urban areas and all our universities. So they're a little more spread out, but they still have thousands of them. One of them, Tulane University in uh uh, New Orleans, in Louisiana, in the United States, the heart of, of America, there was violence broke out on Thursday. Uh, these uh, Palestinian, probably pro-Hamas celebrators are out there. Uh, now, get this, Tulane University, uh, private university, 44% of the student body is Jewish. 44% of the students at Tulane uh, is Jewish. So these people came, as I understand it, from surrounding colleges and universities and came to the area of Tulane specifically to aggravate and intimidate uh, the Jewish students at the most famous university in New Orleans, Tulane. And they uh, did not get proper permission. They'd started burning an Israeli flag. They assaulted, there were at least three cases of physical violent assault by these pro-Hamas celebrators against people who were uh, out there holding Israeli flags, for example. So now we have criminal cases of physical assault that came about as a result of this. And guess what, Razi? When they started, they were holding the sign that said, from the river to the sea, and they were chanting from the river to the sea. So these hateful, anti-Semitic, pro-genocide, uh, uh, that's the pro-genocide stuff, ladies and gentlemen, like I say. So these pro-genocide slogans are being used as they're going intentionally to intimidate and aggravate the Jewish student body at Tulane University here in the heart of my country. Disgusting. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we, we sometimes in other contexts talk about the, how, you know, in some situations you might uh, work with people who you uh, disagree with on some things. You have a specific thing you're you're on board with uh, with them on and you uh, that's that's where you cooperate. And I'm sure there are people in those uh, protests who are nothing more than useful idiots. They're not fully on board with they're They're not fully anti-Semitic and so on, but they know who they're. Uh, who who they're siding with, who they're going along with, and uh, uh, yeah, the rise in anti-Semitic uh, violence in the West, it's it's not a coincidence, of course. It's not a coincidence, also in in terms of how this is reported in the media. Uh, you know how uh, how we're looking at these uh, these mass rallies as if it's something that's okay, that's uh, that's acceptable. And um, yeah, so so when we talk about the enemy within, it is uh, it is all of the above. Uh, it is uh, it is not just the people protesting; it's the media. And you know, America has a a special enemy within, literally sitting in America, uh, 
uh, on on the river, a different river in uh, in Manhattan, uh, the United Nations. The United Nations is uh, literally within, but it's uh, it, it's uh, you know it's it's dictators of the world unite in uh, in the United Nations. Um, you know the vote. Was it thirteen or fourteen countries voted against the uh, the resolution uh, to demand an immediate ceasefire? Which is again, it's a it's demand uh, that that the war ends after Hamas's goal has been achieved and Israel has uh, not yet begun to act. So again, don't don't let people fool you into saying they they just want you know uh, an end to bloodshed. No, they want bloodshed on the side on which uh, blood was shed on October seventh. And now blood is being shed on the side that did October 7th, and that is what they're against. That's exactly it. It's a whole, wholly one-sided thing. The atrocities on the 7th of October can happen. And guess what? The rockets can never stop coming from Gaza to Israel, to, to residential areas of Israel. The rockets haven't stopped. Now, a lot of them get intercepted, but the rockets haven't stopped. It's been a continuous assault on Israel since the 7th of October. And so... Once Israel is starting to get a serious reaction to it, we need a ceasefire. Or no, even before that, we were told we have to have a ceasefire. Oh, at the starting at day one, we were told that Israel has to respect. Wait a minute here. So before there's any defense, so what you're saying is Israel has to die. Die, Israel. That's what they're saying, point blank. We are in favor of the death of Israel. That's what the United Nations General Assembly voted on. And as you point out, only a handful of it. It's not so much the Malaysias, which you expect to be on the side of pure evil. It's New Zealand. New Zealand couldn't vote in favor of Israel. I am absolute. My friend from New Zealand informed me of that this morning. I was utterly disgusted. And that, frankly, is far, far more disturbing. You expect these Islamicist uh, savages to, to vote one way. But what the hell are we doing in the United Nations? And what the hell is the America doing funding and hosting the United Nations on the East River in New York City? I don't get it. It is contrary. Yeah all civilized values to American interests and is actually calling for the destruction of Israel. Um, yeah, I, I tweeted a picture of the board, uh, of, of you know, where you can see all the votes uh, in the UN. You can, uh, if you're not following me on Twitter already, at Rosie Ginsburg, you can see it there. You can see it elsewhere as well, but, you know, uh, it's better if you see it on my Twitter. Uh, and I pointed out in my tweet of it that, uh, you know, the United Kingdom uh, abstained in the vote, France voted for France. And, and as I mentioned in the tweet, France and Iran uh, voted the same way. If you're voting the same way on a war that was started by Iran with Iran, uh, something is really, really wrong with the way uh, you're looking at the situation. And remember, uh, the French president Macron went to Israel to show his support. France banned uh, pro Hamas rallies. So what are they doing uh, voting voting with uh, with Iran? And just one quick point on the UN, uh, the Czech Republic, one of those few countries who voted uh, the right way on this. Uh, so I saw that their defense minister said, uh, uh, made a, a really nice statement. I don't have it with me right now, but it, it's something essentially saying, actually saying that uh, we, the Czech Republic, should not be in an organization uh, like the UN if they vote with the terrorists. So. I really hope, you know, the Czech Republic have been good on a lot of things uh, for a long time. You know, they, they uh, uh, even under communism, they were, uh, you know, one of the countries where people revolted. People tried, tried, tried to get rid of the communist regime. And I think they're really one of the uh, 
you know one of the one of the good good countries in uh, in the world and uh yeah if they start something i i don't know how how likely it is but i really hope that they start something i mean israel should have been the ones to say we shouldn't be a part of this organization but if it's the czech republic maybe israel will listen i doubt the united states will listen uh but let's uh let's let's try why not there's some strange moral uh, aura that the UN has around it, which is, of course, nothing but disgusting immorality that it, it emanates. America has nothing to gain, nothing, nothing to gain from the United Nations. It can only thwart our values and our interests. America should leave this. We are the chief funders of this organization. We were the main originators of this organization, and we should kick it the hell out of New York City as of yesterday. America, it is only against every value and interest that we have as a nation. We really have to get rid of the United Nations. And this instance, this event really puts it in focus, really puts it in focus. These are our enemies. These are our enemies. And it is entirely effectiveless anyway when you've got Russia and China with vetoes on any action that the UN can actually do. So we, we should have been out of this long, long time ago. We should never have been part of it, much less the initiators and main funders of it and hosters of it in New York City. But America has no business uh, supporting the UN and it should leave as of yesterday. Yeah, Daniel uh, sends me the uh, a quote from the statement made by uh, the Czech Defense Minister, uh, I am ashamed of uh, of the United Nations. In my opinion, the Czech Republic has no place in an organization that supports terrorists and does not respect the fundamental right to self-defense. Let's withdraw. That's such, I mean, you know, we talk about how politicians, you know, there's not much we can expect them. I mean, this, I, I would not have uh, worded it better. This is, uh, sorry, Daniel, I'm not going to read the name of the defense minister because I'm sure I'm going to screw it up somehow. Yana is the first name, I'm guessing, is how you pronounce it. Pronounce it. But yeah, uh, thank you. Cabinet, cabinet ministers in Britain or America saying anything like that. No, which shows exactly why in effect, you can't expect any uh, real moral clarity from the West on this issue. I'm afraid uh, no one's got, it really has got Israel's back at all. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we we will we will keep uh, keep on being the voice of reason on this. Uh, James, do you have any final thoughts before I tell people? uh what is happening tomorrow oh i don't even know what's happening tomorrow so i'm dying to you go get right right to it rosie <laughs> so uh yeah a few things by the way for actually our u.s audience who's watching live will note it will have noticed this but we are um britain has gone to daylight savings time so uh all our shows for the u.s audience will be an hour later uh but the daily objective tomorrow will start 30 minutes earlier, so 30 minutes later than usual, 5 p.m. UK time, 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, noon Central, uh, that's 10 a.m. your time, James, on the West Coast. Uh, uh, yeah, I've been on, uh, it's day 23. Of it'll only take a week for North America to mostly catch up to Britain, so it'll only be for this one week, right? Yeah, this time it's only a week. Um, this is day 23 of the war. I've been on every episode of The Daily Objective so far. Tomorrow is going to be the first one where I'm not. Uh, the episode is titled uh, Am I a Zionist? It is going to be a solo one-time only return 
of Raqqa. Uh, that is tomorrow's show. So I hope you all tune in, share it in advance. There's a link already in the live chat. There will be, a, there's a link you can find it on our, on our YouTube channel. We'll post it on our social media. Um, yeah, we have Raqqa back for a one time only, one hour long episode of the Daily Objective. And then we have an hour long uh, episode of the reality show. And we That's have Harry. what Rucka would say about this. So we have the return of Rucka, ladies and gentlemen. You guys so can't. Yeah, it's it's one time only return of Rucka. So he's not. But, but let's give it. Yeah, exactly. We're going to get the whole statement from. Uh, I've been dying to hear what he'd say about this. Yeah. So, so absolutely can't miss that. Yeah. So tune in tomorrow for the Daily Objective, 5 p.m. UK time. Uh, the reality show an hour later. Uh, we will be back with the Daily Objective and the reality show throughout the week. We will be back with HBTV on Wednesday. So, yeah, it is a uh, it's going to be a uh, good week content wise. And let's hope it's going to be a good week. Uh, also, in terms of what we talk about in Israel, we'll fully start fighting back uh, and we will have good news to report. Uh, thank you, James. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. You're well.